Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Millennium Franchise Business Podcast. I am your host, Charles Covenants. I am alongside my co-host, Joe Malmuth. Joe, how are you doing today? I am doing well, considering I am trapped in my house with my two-year-old and my eight-month-old and a puppy and a dog, and we're trying to get business done. So it's happening incrementally speaking, but we are absolutely doing the uh, shelter-in-place social distancing thing and thinking of our neighbors and our first responders and our, our medical professionals in the community right now and uh, those that are sick dealing with the virus. Our thoughts are, are with all of those people and they're all absolute heroes. And so uh, we're hunkering down. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Same as you, um, working from home. The adjustment to working from home has been a little difficult. I have my morning routine when I go to the office. I make my cup of coffee. I check my emails. Now that's been interrupted by walking the dog. My wife's working from home as well. So we're adjusting. But you know, just to touch on what you were saying, Joe, this is these are really strange times. You know, they really my are. entire working professional career and life career, um, you know, I haven't really been involved with this. And and I'm positive everyone that's going to be listening to is in that same boat. We haven't had a world epidemic like this to this scale that shuts down everything and it's putting a pause on what we know as normal life. But um, I can't stress enough that in times like these, it is leaders in the industry, like the people listening and like ourselves, that we need to remain positive and we need to adjust and pivot and make the most out of these situations in these times. And we have a couple of nuggets of information that I want you to take away from today's episode that'll help you do that, regardless if you're a franchisor, a development person, a salesperson, or in the business growth industry. Um, we got a lot of good information for you. And you know, just to kind of kick off the episode, we have a very special interview that my co-host Joe Malmuth was able to do uh, with the CEO and co-founder of Bowfly, Mike Rosman. Now, Joe, for those of you who don't know what Bowfly is or what Bowfly does, just give us a 30-second overview of the company and what, what they do to help other franchisors and franchisees. Absolutely. So, so Bowfly has been around uh, for quite some time now. They, they, they launched as an organization back in 2010. And what they are is they are a funding source. So, so Bowfly has really created a, a, a kind of a, a three-pronged approach. They've got absolute industry professionals on their team, experts in what they're doing. They've developed a proprietary technology and they've built an online marketplace where uh, a little over 3,000 lenders kind of compete uh, for the business loan. And that includes SBA. And so so Bowfly in, in the franchise world is probably the premier lender or, or one of the top three that I would say. So whether you're a franchisor, uh, a franchisee, or a franchise candidate, um, Bowfly is a seamless process and a seamless source. Now, the reason why we work with Bowfly is because uh, really of their their expertise and the fact that they're plugged into Washington. They know what's going on kind of before everybody else does. They have a hand, just like the IFA does, in influencing some of the decision makers that are putting together laws and bills and things that that stand to, to benefit the franchise industry. And, and Mike is an absolute wealth of knowledge. And so uh, you know, I was fortunate enough to spend about 15 minutes with him uh, recording an episode for our franchisee support podcast. 
one of the things that we do for for the brand that we're with is we produce content just like similar to what you find on this podcast here, the Millennium Franchise Business Podcast, that's aimed specifically at our franchisees that are looking for support, looking for state of the union type of announcements and addresses and, and things of that nature, updates, but also we bring people to the table like Mike uh, and, and some other uh, industry uh, uh, veterans uh, to help the franchisees have the level of, of knowledge, cutting edge expertise uh, for what's going on in the world at the moment so that they can make the best strategic decisions for their business. And we find that to be a, of a really, really high amount of value uh, to our franchisees and, and they appreciate the content in a big yeah, way. Yeah, it really so, is. And we, we want to be able to share that with you guys as well. Uh, so thank, thank you, Joe, for that. Now, before we jump into that amazing jam-packed interview, a couple things I want to highlight. The interview is going to be talking about the CARE Acts and the stimulus plan that was released Wednesday, March 25th by the U.S. government. Mike Rosman's going to detail what that means for you, your franchisors, your franchisees, and so on and so forth. Um, a lot of really good content in there. Um, one thing that I have been getting a lot of questions about and you know, uh, people have been asking and we've been talking to other franchisors on how they're doing is, is how to kind of ride the storm, weather the storm. And a couple points that I want to cover is you need to analyze your operational break even. In times like these, you know, with the economy doing what it's doing, it is an economic pause, not the beginning of a recession. I can't stress that enough. But with the current climate, everyone is just trying to survive. You enter survival mode. So whether you're a single store operator of a, as you're a franchisee or you're a franchisor with 100 stores, you need to find out what your operational break even is. Knowing that number and having a plan to reach that number is definitely going to make you have less stress and be able to weather this storm for the next couple months, if not less. So analyze that. Another good com conversation point things to be considering is review your vendor contracts. There's going to be vendors out there that want to incentivize uh, your continued vendor relationships with them, and they might be able to work with you, either defer payments, uh, you know, kind of work with you on a plan to make your operational break even more realistic and, and help you out with that. Um, not just, you know, a single individual running a household, reaching out to their mortgage company, asking if you could defer a loan payment if you got laid off or something like that. Think about your vendors as a financial source for you. How can you either renegotiate contracts or just review your contracts to help you stay afloat and, and, and to help you keep growing in, in times like these? So a um, little bit of nuggets I've taken away from other franchisors. If you are in sales and development, um, there's one thing that I, I can't stress enough. And Joe, you, you, you know this as well, too. Now is the time to be very methodical with your franchise candidates. A lot of people are experiencing some downtime working from home or just, a, you know, a slow down pace of life from their normal busy hustle and bustle working, you know, nine to five, 40 hours a week. So they have the opportunity to really digest the information you give them. You need to be understanding of these times because a lot of the candidates you're going to be talking to if you're in sales or development are going to have a little bit of precaution to jumping into a franchise investment or a business investment. Um, so you do need to have a little bit of understanding and, and use these times to very methodically give information to your candidates, walk them through the process, be the calming and positive voice that we will get through this. This is an economic pause and we're going to be on the other side of this pause in a better position to execute, whether it's sign a franchise agreement, buy another territory and store, um, you know, whatever it is that, you, that you're either trying to sell or trying to educate your, your consumers on, use this time to be methodical. That's 100% right. And and I think what you'll find is is 
that your typical, if we're talking from a, from a sales management metrics type of perspective, right? You're going to find that during a time like this, that your um, sales cycle is going to extend. If your average sales cycle is 100 days, you might see your sales cycle go to 135 days, things of that nature. So, so you need to, to focus on uh, what content and what cadence am I going to present to these candidates in a time like this? And, and you know, the way you want to think about doing that really comes down to, first and foremost, obviously, I need to meet them where they are. And, and the thought process there is if the franchise candidate no longer is going to trade shows, if the franchise candidate is no longer visiting uh, uh, portals or things of that nature, then where are they? Meet them where they are at the starting point of your sales funnel. Figure that out for who your ideal buyer is. Your ideal buyer may change under the circumstances. Uh, and then once you're at that place, you're going to have to customize the sales funnel and the steps to the process that you have traditionally been using to fit that new journey. It's a new dynamic. It's a new world, whether it's a temporary thing or not, it's a new world right now. And you have to change with the times. And a lot of people with the COVID-19 stuff are, are going towards a virtual discovery day. Uh, fortunately for us, we, we were, we were kind of already positioned with the brand that we're with now to, have we well let me say it like this we were about to eliminate face-to-face discovery days altogether anyway and we had already developed a really strong virtual discovery day concept and uh so this just kind of fell into place for us nicely but i've seen a lot of other brands on linkedin for example i know uh american family care and uh, several other brands have have just recently uh, uh, shifted over to that virtual discovery day experience and i know that from what we figured and the things we've looked at, there are some key critical points that you want to make sure you're you're focusing on when you're doing those virtual discovery days. Uh, and, and main one being, take your time. Don't rush through it. Just because you're not face-to-face and doing the normal thing doesn't mean you shouldn't take your time. Uh, the people that we spoke to in the research that we were doing, the resounding feedback that we got about the virtual discovery days is they all, the, at the end of the discovery day, the franchisor resoundingly always feels like they got to know the candidate better than they would have on a traditional discovery day. And I found that fascinating. And it's because yeah, you, you're forced to talk. There's no downtime. There's no. There's nothing to point at necessarily. You got some presentations and stuff that you do, but you're forced to actually communicate uh, uh, in, in the old school way where you just, let's talk, let's get to know each other. Let's share ideas and, and, and really dive in on topics because you have to, you have to dig into it on in that way for it to make sense. Cause they don't get to use their five senses to have that whole complete experience that you're used to doing. That's almost become a crutch for a lot of franchisors. They don't know how necessarily to make a, a virtual discovery day work because they've lost those communication skills about their brand or, or they've lost them through attrition or people are just using the same uh, steps or the same scripting over and over again. And they can't just get real with somebody and talk about the opportunity. Yeah. Now is the time to be, like I said, extremely methodical. And on these virtual discovery days, you can spend 30 to 45 minutes just talking about a person's background, maybe some pressure points they have about the brand, reassuring the brand stability and the strength and the products offered. Um, but on a personal level, like Joe's saying, you don't have that face-to-face, you know, handshake greeting anymore. You need to spend some time using your webcam, using a virtual platform. Everything's moving towards virtual, not just because of the COVID-19, just because of the way people use technology. You know, back in the day in in sales and franchise sales, you want to get face to face with them so you could have a little bit of a human connection. But 
you know, in, in the workforce we have now, most people don't have two hours out of their day to, you know, drive 30 minutes, meet with a salesperson for an hour and then drive 30 minutes back to their office. They have 30 to 45 minutes to carve out of their day to jump on a webcam or jump on a Skype call or a webinar. And, you know, you have to have the content, but you just got to use your technology to help you know, reassure to the candidate that you're there and the strength of the brand is still there. And, and uh, I'm really excited that everyone is moving towards a virtual discovery day, especially in times like these, it, it, it calls for it. But in the future of franchising, I, I think more things are going to turn virtual and the people that are pivoting and creating amazing content and a really good experience to the candidate, they're going to win. And um, so, you know, if there's anything positive that comes out of this whole COVID-19 scare and, and downturn of economy right now, it's uh, it, it, it's everyone's moving towards a technology platform and, and rethinking their sales cycle. Another yeah. really good bit of information that I got is, you know, Joe, Joe and I, we've had a handful of, of candidates that are right there on the decision making point to where they're ready to sign a franchise agreement. And then boom, here comes Corona and we're now pushing the closing date out and pushing our sales process out because of the unknowns and what amazing franchisors are telling me that they're doing. They're taking their franchise fee or, you know, initial investment or whatever it may be and having a slight bit of deferral. Let's say, you know, you have a $50,000 franchise fee. Let's take a portion of that up front and then we'll give you three to six months to pay that off before your store opens. So that really reassures the candidate. Now, that, that's not something that every franchisor can or should do, but be creative. Think outside the box. Just because it doesn't, the, right now the times don't follow your exact sales cycle doesn't mean that the sales cycle needs to needs to be completely scrapped altogether, but you do need to pivot and change. And part of virtual discovery days is just pivoting and changing with the times. That's accurate. And, uh, you know, I, I think for, for our franchisor friends that are listening and, and for our franchise development people that are listening, I think you can boil it down to, to what Charles and I were talking about last week. And, and we shared this with our franchisees as well and kind of a little bit of a different twist. But, but the idea is you need to go you need to go with the three M's, right? that's that's message margin and market and if i'm looking at that you know what i mean by those those three m's first of all as you're going through the the funnel and, and acquiring new franchise candidates and things of that nature the first thing is that's important is what's the message and right now during in uncertain times things of that nature the message is you're in control we're going to do this at your pace the message is here's the the highlights of the brand all the things that you're used to talking about but you have to frame it differently and the message is listen this is this is your exploration process it's not ours we have steps we're going to walk you through but this is your process you yeah can the timeline is as yours quickly as you want to the timeline is yours uh and we want you to feel comfortable with that the 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 margin piece of it is the important part if you're in a in a restaurant right now in a restaurant franchise, yeah, I feel for you, man. Or or uh, a gym where maybe on a, on a per customer basis the margins are relatively slim, and depending on where you are in the country, there may be some level of a of a restriction on how and when you can do business, and that's difficult. And those brands and those types of industries, you know, buffet franchises, you know, they're going to struggle. And I can see that type of a of a restaurant model going away entirely after this. Uh, those brands that have delivery and, and, and uh, curbside pickup and things aren't really going to be as affected, but they're still going to be seriously affected than, than what a buffet model would be. But the point is, margin's important because margin is what you use to survive. And if you're in a brand or you have a brand that can communicate a good margin story, even if you've you, you got slim margins, 
figure out, maybe it's not margin, maybe it's it's volume, and even even at a reduced volume, you can survive. And, and it's about that sustainability of the business, uh, of the entrepreneur, of the income itself, of the top line revenue. That's important. If you can communicate margin on top of that, that's even better. You can say things like, hey, our margins are so good, we can work on a lower customer volume and still survive. Or we can discount our product to keep the customers coming and still survive. Things of that nature. You have that's to, why it's to tell really, a story like that. Exactly. That's why it's really important to analyze your break-even analysis. Exactly. Put, put exactly. together an operational break-even. Yep. You know, just so when you know franchisors or you know or franchisees traffic account goes down and everyone's kind of freaking out and, and, and unstable times. But when you realize you only need X amount of customers to operationally break even, that takes a load of stress off the operator. So it's, sure. it's very important to analyze that and come, come up with a plan. Yeah. And you know, the third M kind of being the market and, and that at the end of the day is, is two things, two things. Uh, you have the internal market, you have the external market, that B2B, that B2C, right? What the internal market, that B2B market really is, is you need to demonstrate to that candidate that you are absolutely not only an expert on your brand and your industry, but you're also an expert on current events. You're well-informed. You have a strategy. You have a plan. And you're confident in the direction that the brand and the opportunity is going. And that confidence creates calm, serenity, and trust in the candidate. This guy's so on top of his game and so on top of current events and what's going on in Washington with the stimulus bill and all these other things that if he's telling me X, Y, Z is going to work out, you know, I kind of believe him. That's important. The other side of that is what are you communicating to that candidate's future customer base? Uh, whether or not you're advertising in their market or not, you should be able to share them. Here's press releases we're doing right now. Here's the things that we're communicating out to the customer so the customer can trust that through the storm, we are a shelter for their need for this product and or service. And you can demonstrate those things easily. You have to be strategic about it. You have to be able to act quickly and jump on it immediately. And then figure out how to package it and tell the story to that candidate at the right time. You get those three M's right, then you, then all you're left with is how can I move this person along? Exactly. Well, well, that, that three M's really good nuggets for you. Uh, thank you for sharing that, Joe. Um, so we're going to get into the interview with Mike Rosman. As we said before, this is going to be a information packed 15 minute interview that Joe was able to do with Mike. Um, I strongly suggest you take notes, whether you're a franchise or a franchisee development person or just in sales in general. This is going to greatly and positively impact the future of your business uh, based off of the Axe Care plan and the stimulus plan that was just released a few days ago. So um, with that, I'm going to let you I'm going to let this interview kick off and uh, just take notes. It's, it's jam packed. Today, I was lucky enough to uh, get some time uh, on the calendar with a gentleman by the name of Mike Rosman. Mike Rosman is the co-founder and CEO of Bowfly. Uh, Bowfly helps small business owners uh, most efficiently secure financing. They, they do that through a mix of a couple different ways. One, through their, their expert staff, whom we work with with my iLab now on the franchise development side. Uh, also, they've got some proprietary technology along with an online marketplace where uh, their, their uh, lending candidates have access to thousands of lenders and uh, a wide 
wide array of loan products. Uh, Bowfly has also brought to the table a lot of innovation to the franchise industry. Uh, brands are successfully addressing the unique capital requirements of their franchisees, which is exactly what we're doing with Bowfly. Both new franchisees and existing franchisees that are looking for expansion opportunities, things of that nature. Uh, and so, so Bowfly started in 2010, and, and in that time, they've done more than 4.5 billion, and that's billion with a B, in finance transactions uh, for small businesses. Uh, Mike certainly is a, a stand-up guy. He's absolutely world-class in terms of his experience and knowledge. He's got his finger on the pulse of what's going on in Washington, and we wanted to make him available to you guys today. So, um, Mike, why don't you to give yourself a little uh, background to our, our franchisees here, and then we'll jump into some of the topics. Sure, uh, and thanks for uh, taking the time to have us on, uh, Joe. I appreciate it. You know, we're at Bowfly, as you said, we're really um, constantly thinking about the path that a franchisee or small business owner has to go on and take in order to secure financing. Um, the financing that we really enjoy is helping people build their business. Um, the financing that is um, of, of dire need right now is crisis financing. And so, you know, the fact that we've built an online platform to get people efficiently uh, through the lending process to an array of lenders, you know, without trying to be dramatic, I think we you know, in large part, um, our business was built to help businesses navigate this time period. So we're, again, we're happy to be on. We're, we're happy to, uh, to lend our voice. Great. And we, we really appreciate your time. I know this is kind of like a crunch time for you as well. Okay. So Mike, let me ask you this. You, as long as you've been in franchising and on that side of the table that, that you're involved with, what are you seeing right now in the industry? What are you seeing kind of as, as short-term? What are you seeing as kind of middle-term needs of franchisees? What are you seeing that's happening right now? Because I know you're plugged into a lot of areas within the franchise industry. Yeah. So, so right now we are entirely focused on crisis funding. So how does a franchisee who's in business secure capital, working capital today to help them weather a cash crisis. You know, uh, a cash crisis is something that's uh, unique and we want to be mindful that we're trying to get people to the other side. Uh, at the same time, we're not turning off our, our view of if someone is uh, sitting on some dry powder, how might they be able to go ahead and execute in this market, whether it be to acquire some additional locations or to, to develop locations. Um, by far, the thing we're paying closest attention to is what just came out of Washington um, today. Today is March 25th, and they just signed the stimulus bill. In particular, the piece that's fo that we're focusing on in that crisis financing is called the CARES Act SBA loan. Um, this is a very valuable tool for franchisees or any business with uh, under 500 uh, employees at a given location. So we know franchisors are going to be using it, law firms, PR firms, every business in America is going to be using it. So um, first and foremost is the applications will ultimately get approved and the loans will go through banks as opposed to the SBA directly. Initially, people were applying for a disaster uh, relief loan. And that disaster loan is run by the SBA. It's administered, it's administered by the SBA. All the applications go in one doorway. That's great for a localized tornado when people need capital in a given small area. But for a national crisis, it is a big problem. So with Congress's work today, the more than 1,000 SBA lenders have the ability to go ahead and make a loan. It's 100% guaranteed, which means that they should have confidence in making the loan. Here's what your franchisees and, and future franchisees need to, be, need to be thinking about. 
the loans can be up to $10 million. Um, and it is good, the loan amount will be set by formula. Uh, and that formula is still to be delivered by the SBA. But what we understand it to be is going to be a multiple of your payroll. Um, and so based upon your, your average monthly payroll expense, is your loan amount will likely be, uh, be uh, pegged to that amount. Um, the, the very important thing for your folks to think about is government wants you guys to keep employing your, your workers. So they will forgive the loan amount when the proceeds are linked to you keeping your employees. So from March 1st to June 30th, um, they're going to they're gonna be monitoring. You're going to have to rep to the fact of whether you kept your employees or whether you had to lay, lay, uh, lay off employees. For those of you who are able to hang on to all your employees, they will give forgive 100% of your loan that went towards that expense. That is a free gift from Uncle Sam because they want you to do your part and keep employees in place. As, as best as able. So we're recommending every business apply for this CARES Act loan um, because it's it's of that very uh, meaningful benefit. Even if you have to lay off some people, there'll be a formula that says, well, if you can retain some, we're going to forgive some. So there is that incentive to, as best you can, uh, hang on to employees. That's absolutely tremendous. And, and you know, as you know, I've been doing this for a long time and saw franchising through the recession and things of that nature. And and uh, that's not something that comes around often. W- w- with that said, are there any restrictions to what a franchisee can utilize those funds for, or is it specifically for payroll? It, so it's going to be so you can actually use it for a broader uh, broader purpose. Uh, you can use it for payroll. You can use it for rent expense, uh, mortgage payments, uh, or business mortgage payments, and other debt obligations. The forgiveness portion, at least at this moment, we think is directly tied towards towards payroll. Um, but, uh, you know, they're going to have a very hard time and I don't think they have any interest in auditing per se. What they want to see is likely what we expect to happen is what your, what did your payroll look like on March 1st? What did it look like on June 30th? Did you keep everyone in place? Great. How much financing did you take? Let's go ahead and forgive an amount commensurate to that, to that payroll balance. Whether you went ahead and, and, and hung on to that cash and use other proceeds or other dollars to pay your staff and use, um, you use your loan amount to, um, pay your rent. I don't, I don't think Uncle Sam's going to care. That's fantastic. Um, are you seeing anything else coming out of out of Washington right now that they that our, our franchisees and franchising as a community needs to be aware of in terms of financing and funding? So, uh, you know, so the there is a that disaster program, that EIDL, uh, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. It is available. Um, the problem is you can only get one or the other. So my advice is take the CARES Act loan rather than the EIDL, but it is available. There are also loans available and sometimes grants available from local governments, so both statewide and large cities. New York City has a, has a, has a program for a grant for business owners in that area. Um, you know, keep your eyes open. My advice, and here's the biggest piece of advice I'll give, and I'm going to read a, a long website, and I'm, I know you'll share this too, Joe, but we want to get people in queue for their CARES Act loan. That's that loan that's going to have the forgiveness of payroll. This is going to be an extraordinary demand. Every business in the country is going to to be applying for this. Bowfly's job is to get our clients and their franchisees processed as efficiently as possible. And so we're going to be working on that with special lenders to go ahead and support our franchisees who have queued up. So our job is to queue them up as soon as we can, 
and start packaging those loans. The website to apply is franchisor.bofly.com forward slash crisis dash capital forward slash SBA dash loan dash application. And Joe, I know you'll send that out. Yes, absolutely. Your franchise, you should go through that process, go through it as quickly as you can, recognize that the program isn't launched yet. So given the volume, we're asking people just to sit tight. You'll be receiving an automated email within 48 hours with an upload link to get key documents, 2018 tax return and your 2019 uh, income statement and balance sheet. That's all we're looking to take right now. We're going to get you queued up and in the front of the line. So the quicker you get through that, the better. So this is a very quick process in terms of time dedicated in order to get queued up. It's not a full-blown you know, mortgage application process as if you're buying a house. This is something that they can do relatively fast. I think we've, we've seen the average person get through it in 10 minutes. Um, and you know, I suspect it's, it's, it's even less. Um, the questions are very straightforward, and you can finish it on your phone. The upload process, again, we'll be looking for your 18 um, tax returns and your 19 financials, but you, you have those available. Um, you know, the, again, the, the big push here is to recognize that um, there are going to be countless banks in the country who will not be able to participate, notwithstanding the fact the government wants them to. And I think it put together a very attractive reason for them to participate. They just don't have the processes. So Bowfly's role, and we're waiving our fee 100%. There's no cost for the franchisee at all either with Bowfly or with a lender. So Uncle Sam's picking up the tab. So let's go ahead and get you through this process. Get you, everyone who has, um, who has a business as of March 1st should, should, be, should be going through it. Yeah, so it sounds like this is really an avenue for a franchisee to, to access very quickly uh, as long as they meet the requirements both uh, uh, upfront and also you know, after that uh, initial pay, payroll period to access some free money. Um, that's, that's absolutely fantastic. Um, let me ask you this question with with the background and experience that you have and, and how much, uh, visibility that you have to franchising as a whole. And, and, uh, obviously what you and your team, uh, know about the, my, I franchise being telehealth and, and kind of the climate of the world at the moment, especially here in the U S what are some of the things in your opinion that franchisees should be looking for in terms of opportunity in a climate like this? Yeah, so I think those with capital are going to be in a very exciting position. Um, so, you know, my advice is, exactly as I said, I'm not going to tell a business owner and an and entrepreneur what paths to go down, but geez, telemedicine seems like a very compelling one, right? And you'll obviously get people comfortable with that. But And, and banks will get comfortable with it. Everyone will get comfortable that this is, you know, that this is, uh, never has there been a stronger business case to go down this road. Landlords are going to be struggling, horribly struggling, um, and that doesn't bring me any joy. They're an important part of the ecosystem, and we want them to be healthy um, and in a, in, a, in a positive financial position. That being said, it's going to be an enormous opportunity um, for those who are willing to sign a lease at a point in time when there's, a, when there's real turmoil. So again, I think um, if you have capital, and you know certainly we're still positioning people to be matched up with uh, bank financing. Uh, it, it's an exciting time. That's tremendous. Any uh, any advice on how uh, our franchisees can reach out to you or your team for any further assistance from here? Yeah, so so I definitely recommend going to that website, starting the application process. We're going to have additional resources like FAQs. 
Um, but I actually think the best way for, for them to connect with us is through you at the brand, Joe. Um, you'll be able to help them understand kind of where is it we can help and, and where is it that likely we can't. And, you know, we're in a, um, uh, an environment and a, and a demand cycle that I've never seen anything like. Um, it brings us, I was on a call today with a franchisor that has 3,000 franchisees. I said, Mike, my, you know, my, my franchisees need handholding. I said, that's great, but that's not what we're talking about right now. What we're talking about is getting people in queue. And, you know, what we want to do is get people in queue as quickly and, and, and as possible because we have tens of thousands of, of franchisees that we're trying to, to try to work through. So our advice is connect with the brand, connect with Joe. He'll be able to triage questions. If there are any questions that need to come to us, we'll, we'll absolutely resolve them. That's fantastic. Well, I, I really appreciate your time to, to today. I know that you're probably uh, running around worse than one heart paper hanger with uh, the world on fire. So I want to say thank you. Uh, I would love to have you back if, if and when things change in terms of uh, financing and funding scenarios in good times and in bad, just to keep our, our franchisees informed. Um, and so I really appreciate it. With that, guys, that's going to do it for the second episode. Uh, I really appreciate everybody tuning in on this. I will be sending out uh, some ways to contact Mike and his team along with the link that he mentioned during the episode here. And uh, be on the lookout for another couple episodes here next week. And for now, signing off. Thanks for listening in on the uh, My iLab Franchisee Support Podcast. Well, there you have it. You heard it from Mike Rosman himself. Amazing interview. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you so much, Mike, for sharing your time and sharing your expertise and knowledge on the situation. You know, one of the takeaways that, that really jumped out at me is that Axe Care Plan about the forgiveness, the loan forgiveness due to payroll. Man, that that is, it, it's amazing. It, it is a plan for franchisors, franchise companies, independent franchisees, just to just to keep the ball moving. Wow. And I really do think they nailed it this time. So uh, once again, thank you so much, Mike Rosman. I hope you guys got a lot out of that. Yeah. I mean, the, the, like I said, you know, Mike is, is an absolute rock star when it comes to his, his understanding and, and having his finger on the pulse of what's going on, not only in this circumstance, but, but just in general within the industry of lending as it applies to, to commercial loans and franchising and so forth and, and really, really knows his stuff. And so, the point of the whole stimulus program is is about how do I keep these these businesses these these pillars of the community and that's what franchisees are and that's what franchisors are is job creators and and through those jobs and and the the money that flows that way is is paying for college tuition for children who are going to college I shouldn't, I shouldn't say children I should say young people uh, paying for in my case. Yeah, right, right. It might, you know, we'll say children in my case, paying for diapers, paying for all these different things that happen in the community and keep that local economy alive. And it's important. And that's why, you know, we say, hey, it's really kind of like free money with this thing, with the forgiveness program part of it. And and that can sound off-putting to some people, but it's not about the free money. It's about this is a free way for the government, which which really is all of us as a whole, to invest in keeping our community strong. And 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 to that point, you know, Mike and I were kind of talking offline after the podcast a little bit. And, and he really feels, and I, I agree with him after reading through the bill myself, uh, they really got it right with this one.
they really got it right with this one. So, so that thinking through who the audiences are that, that need this information, like I said before, franchisors, business owners, uh, the, the, the application is obvious, uh, for the franchise development people, the people that are front lines involved in the selling of franchise units or selling of businesses, business brokers, franchise consultants, things of that nature. Uh, this is information you should be sharing with your candidates. For for one, uh, it gives you credibility and expertise. And for two, it shows that candidate that their risk is mitigated when the government, uh, in, 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 I shouldn't say when the government, when, when circumstances like this, the world catches on fire, the risk is mitigated because we as a community a, 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 of just people uh, come together and support each other through the way, through bills and things like this, but also at the local level as well. So it's important to know who needs this information, how to present this information uh, the right way, and uh, 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 making sure that that it gets spread around. But it is something that, you know, I agree with Mike, you got to jump at the front of the line for this. Yep. This is a time where you need to act, act fast. If you are an employee in sales and development or whatever it may be, kick this interview up the ladder. You know, your CFO or your CEO might not be privy to this information because Mike Rosman is just that quick on the pulse. You know, share this with as many people as you can because this is an amazing program and it's going to help the economy and local businesses continue to stay afloat and thrive in these challenging times. If you have more questions about the stimulus plan, the ACT plan, anything that Mike Rosman covered, reach out to him on LinkedIn, email Bowfly, reach out to Bowfly, uh, tell him you heard it from us, the Millennium Franchise Business Podcast. He'll love to hear that. You know, we, our listeners are actively taking notes and and taking action into the things that we're sharing. So um, with that, you know, today's episode has been all about the COVID-19 and how we're preparing and staying afloat and, and going to make it through these hard times. Guys, as a community, we need to stay positive. We need to stay understanding and take this time to really slow down the sales cycle and be methodical with your candidates or with your franchisees, your franchisors, over-communicate when you can. And we're going to make it out on the other side of this, better for it, stronger community and uh, stronger companies. So from myself, sunny South Florida, thanks you for listening. And, um, and, and we really appreciate the time and stay tuned for more stuff coming out of this podcast for next week's episode. Yeah. And, and I'm excited to share as well. We, we had such a tremendous response on the first episode in terms of downloads and listens and comments and text messages and things that we got back from people. So, so we were really encouraged by that, that, that uh, you guys want to continue to hear from us on this. I would rem uh, now let you know, we're happy to share that uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on uh, Podbean and all of the other major platforms. So if there's a platform that you like to use that were not found, let me know and uh, I can get us put up there pretty quickly. Um, please do subscribe. Please share. If you see us posting this episode on LinkedIn, give us a thumbs up, give us a comment, share it. It helps spread the word and spread the knowledge and the message of, hey, franchising is a community. Let's start acting like it. Yeah. Tell us what and, you like uh, about it. Yeah. Drop so, so we want to encourage everybody to do that. It makes us feel good. It helps us grow the par the podcast as well. So um, with that, uh, on behalf of the uh, Franchise Millennium Business Podcast, which I we have yet to ever really say that correctly all the way through. <laughs> it's got a couple uh, names. And, right, right. And, and so uh, on behalf of Charles and myself, thanks so much for listening. Stay safe and wash your hands. Until next time.